You're tuned in to the Curated by Podcast. Welcome to the Curated by Podcast. My name is Martin, and today I will be talking to a, in my opinion, very unique producer within the drum and bass realm. Um, he's been a strong force within drum and bass for over a decade and has helped shape various sounds within the genre, having had releases on the influential labels such as Digital Soundboy, Renegade Hardware, Critical, and his longtime home base, Shogun Audio. This man has seen them all. 2018 he has launched this very own imprint called Obsolete Medium, which he calls his home since. I'm of course talking about none other than Rockwell. Welcome Tom, how have you been? I'm good bro, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, I've been well, uh, feeling a bit ill after ADE, but um, slowly getting back uh, back on top. Nice. It's a good week. Um, so, yeah, uh, before we started, I introduced you to the, the idea behind this podcast. Uh, so before we get to, into the thick of it, we would like to start off by asking you some quick fire questions. These you have to answer with the first thing that pops up in your mind. Um, feel free to elaborate, but yeah, it's best to just answer with the first thing that, that comes up. Sure. Um, yeah, are you ready? I am. Let's do it. Okay. Um, first one. The best set you've ever played? Dar Festival. Um, I can't remember what that? year. Um, it was... The lineup was really strange. Um, I was playing in between um, Kashmir Cat. I don't know if you remember Kashmir Cat. Very sort of like delicate, like dance music. And before, like a house music producer. Um, and I just went and rinsed the fuck out of the tent. And um, <laughs> everyone, the tent was rammed and it was wicked and the vibes were amazing. Um, and yeah, it was just, it, yeah, top, top vibes. I, I knew, like, as soon as I finished, I looked at my MC, uh, Matt Master, I was like, yeah, that was sick. And he was like, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that's one of the f- my, the favourite ones I've done. And then, other than that, all of the Shogun Nights at Cable, probably. Difficult to pick one. Difficult Legendary to pick one. venue as well. Legendary sessions, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I don't think London was ever the same after that place closed, to be honest. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Oh. Um, so, the weirdest thing that ever happened you during a set i've had this usually happens to me when i'm playing in bristol like promoters girlfriends in small booths doing drugs at my feet Mm. that's that happens a lot in bristol it Um, sounds very bristolian yeah yeah usually doing like k trying to do k Mm -hmm. in between my legs while i'm djing um i don't know why there must there must be a better place (laughs) of course i mean Bristol is pretty unique in, th- in that sense, it is. right? It's, it's the most Bristol thing that could probably ever happen in a club, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the longest that it's ever taken you to finish a track? Oh, um, that's a good question. Actually, there's one that I'm, I haven't finished that I wanted to p- possibly be on my album. I've probably wanted it to be on about four different projects and I want it to be on the next one. And I think I might have started that. It was definitely pre-pandemic. Um, I I start things that I'm not skilled enough to finish, oh, and I yeah. do this so quite. Yeah, it, the same thing happened with Detroit. I started it about two years before I finished it because I didn't have the skills or like the the the, the sort of the direction to take it where it needed to get to. And it's been the same with this one. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit of a stupid one. It starts at 174, goes back down to 150, and then builds back up slowly to 174. Um, it's Yeah, it's a nightmare. And I've just not had the skills to finish it, but I've just bought a new computer, so I'm going to finish it for my next release, hopefully. Cool. And what's the the, the, the tune you finished quickest? Um, probably Comfy, off the last album. That came together on holiday. I was just sat there and I wrote... I was just messing around with a, a, a granular synthesizer and I made these like the intro and I was like, cool, that sounds nice. And then I made the bass line really quickly and I just found some some vocal samples off an acapella and it, the whole idea came together in an afternoon. Um, nice. Generally, like the writing phase for me comes together quite quickly. Mm-hmm. The finishing stage and the mixing stage and the sound design yeah. phase, I tend to do all that after and that's what seems to take all the time. The nitty gritty. The stuff I'm not very good at, but yeah. I don't think I'm very good at, to be honest. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so what's the best back-to-back you've ever had? Oh, man. Um, like, the scariest back-to-back I've ever had. I was playing back-to-back with Ed Rush. I was just like, 
Oh my god, <laughs> this, this guy. Like I tried, like with a lot of my career, like you try not to sort of deep what's happening to you at the time because you can let it sort of get a bit too much. And that was one of the yeah. times where I was just like playing back to back with Ed Rush, like in fabric. And I think we did it like just two, two on sets. You. Yeah, and that's like a big fucking deal. Um, mm-hmm. Still, still, even when I meet him and he's like, yeah, I really like that tune. I'm just like, fucking hell, Ed Rush like, said that tune's good. Like, that's mad. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think probably the best back-to-backs were... The best ones when I was living with Alex Perez and Ice Cools round, down, round the corner and we were all kind of playing the same tunes and we would play back-to-back with each other a lot at the Shogun parties and because we were just like completely on the same vibe it was just it was just so easy to do and we yeah. we knew what everyone had in each other's bag and it was just yeah we could just tear the place down simple and it was yeah those are the best ones I think of course yeah it's the you feed off each other's energy then right? exactly and there's nothing there's nothing better with like than like playing back to back with somebody that you really really like as like on a personal mm. level I think yeah. yeah, you do really feed off the energy. Yeah, it's a special back to backs. What's the best club in the world? That's a difficult one. Um, I'm a small club guy. It's a bit vibes. So yeah, I'm not really into big, big clubs. So I would probably say... I played at Grella Ferrella recently, and that was amazing. Um, and everybody said it was going to be amazing, but that's Austria, right? Austria, yeah. And I, everyone said it's an, the best place to play, and I didn't really understand until I got there, and it was amazing. It was just like What's super the- dark room, super dark booth. Um, it was so hot in there that like <laughs> I it looked like I jumped in the river when I came out of it. Um, and I, I flew in, like, I was at a wedding in Barcelona. So I just put my phone on silent. I was at a wedding in Barcelona, and I flew directly to play that set because I knew it was going to be a good one, and I flew back to the wedding um, on no sleep. And it was, yeah, the vibe was amazing. The system was absolutely amazing. Every tune sounded top draw. So, yeah, I nice. would say that that's, that's there, up there. I, okay. I, like, I liked Cable in London when it was open. Um... There's some crazy like club in the side of a mountain in Bratislava as well, which I like. I don't know what it's called. Um, it sounds mad. I can remember like playing there thinking, this is like some sort of bunker. If there's a fire in here, I'm dead. I'm never getting out. Mm. I'm at the back of this tunnel. But it was, yeah. They're the kind of clubs that you, you only ever play in in Eastern Europe. You'll never you'll never see that in like Bristol or Sheffield or like Mm-mm. Amsterdam, only in Bratislava or like Ljubljana or someone like that. So yeah. yeah, I like yeah, yeah. I like the weird ones. I don't. I'm not really like a Printworks guy. Like no, it's, it's too massive. It's just it's not too, what. Too, it's just not what it's big. about for me. It's not what it's about. No, I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, what's what's been the biggest screw up during your career? Biggest screw up. Um, yeah. I played at a very big festival in Belgium, and I got there too early, and I drank my entire rider, and I was hammered. <laughs> Um, and that was, I can remember like playing the set, it wasn't bad, like I didn't, it wasn't, I was playing with like B, I think I was playing in between like Matt Zoe and Calix and TB and I can remember, cool. yeah, this, yeah, stupid, like I should, well, I don't know why I was playing in between those two, they're huge artists, um, <laughs> but I can remember sitting in the artist transport on the way back to the hotel thinking, could have played better there, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that, that, that didn't sit well with me. Yeah, um, and what it was one of the reasons why I quit drinking, but I'm sure we'll, we'll probably get to that at some point. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Okay. Fair. I mean, I'm sure 95 percent of people in the crowd didn't hear anything of yours. Yeah. But I mean, for you personally, I understand. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've, I've got friends that have had to like go back and do gigs because they've been too pissed. So it wasn't like on that level, but mm-hmm. um, it was. As you know, I, I, I took, I take, I still do take, I take a lot of pride in what I do. And if I don't hit the levels that I want to hit, I, I really feel that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes I, I take it, I take it too seriously. I don't know. Ah, it's just, it's just it's life, isn't it? Job, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, who or what is your biggest inspiration outside of music? Outside of music. I'd say like, 
probably my girlfriend in terms of her work ethic. Like she just, I've, like I thought I worked hard and then I, I started going out with her and she just puts in so much graft. And it, it's, yeah, it's really like, it's really inspiring. Really, really mm. inspiring. Because she doesn't really come from like a sort of creative background. She comes from like a business background, but works in music. And, <clears throat> and to see somebody like with that mindset in a creative industry and just completely blow everyone away is, yeah, it's really inspiring to me. Nice. Yeah. Um, who would you say is your biggest talent in drum and bass at the moment? My, my, my biggest talent. Um, oh. I, who do I, who am I feeling? Um, I really like what Envy's doing. That sort of cheeky, but like kind so of accessible. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not really into the whole like soulful roller thing. I've never really been into like soulful drum and bass, but I like the cheeky little, um, jump puppy ones that those guys do. I like visages when they make dark stuff. I don't like the soulful stuff. Um, there's a guy called Erotique Cafe who I put stuff out on on my label who's just, the guy's crazy. Um, and it's really good to see from like his social media, he's working really hard and he's pushing himself and he's creating crazy stuff. He did, he put out a really good EP on um, uh, Neo Signal recently, which is really sick. Um, and yeah, he's- Yeah, I've heard of him. Got a totally fresh outlook on things, really cinematic. Um, so yeah, I've, I've got I've got high hopes for him. I think he's going to do big things. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like a lot of people a lot, a lot of people are going through the motions a little bit at the moment. There's not really yeah. been anything like post COVID that like it's not really been any new sort of movement of like right we're going to take everything this way. It's just kind no, of been like nothing. Okay, we're very, doing jump very innovation. Yeah, there's not really been like I the, the, if you look at how the music is now to pre-COVID, which is not nearly like three, four years, nothing really changed stylistically, which is kind no, of crazy. Yeah. Crazy when you think about it. Um, I was speaking to my girlfriend about this and, and she was saying that like, I think a lot of Western artists are just trying to look cute on TikTok and not really pushing the craft at the moment. And I think like there's a lot of really cool music coming out, but just from other areas of the world. Yeah. Um, could be that, I don't know. But yeah, I'm, yeah I, it's, it's been a while since I've heard something that's been like, that's fresh, that's new, and mm -hmm. I've not heard anything like it. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's yeah, just that's, me, maybe. I, I, I feel you in that one. Um, it, creativity doesn't seem to move as fast as it did before the pandemic. I would agree. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm waiting for the next uh, next innovative uh, sound. In yeah, 100%. I mean, we've... we've People might say the four-four thing, but I mean, uh, I did that. I did that in 2016. I did that in 2016. Come on, yeah. um, how many? Seven, eight years ahead of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you've you've been you've been one of the first, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they, people were doing that in the nineties. I can't take any credit for it, but like, I wanted. Yeah, I just. It just seemed like something fun that I wanted to experiment with, um, and now everyone's kind of doing it. Yeah, I, I, it, I flirted with it for like three tunes, four tunes, and mm -hmm. that, that that was all enough. That was enough. I didn't really feel the need to like do any more. But it's cool. It'll uh, it, it'll go as fast as it can, exactly. just like Folkhorns did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, if you had to choose, 1985 Shogun or Critical? Oh man, I, I have to say 1985 because Alex is, is my boy. I can't, I can't say. I can't say. I can't not say 1985. I've got big love for Kazra as well. Um, but yeah, I can't. Um, I can't. Can't not say Alex. I just put a tune out on there the other week as well, so I can't not say 1985. Yeah, with the other Tom, right? Yeah, two. Yeah, Tom calls um, skeptics. Yeah. yeah, who's yeah the nicest guy, the nicest guy. Yeah. I asked him to come by next week, but he couldn't make it. He's playing Liverpool, so. Oh, he's playing in Liverpool. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is. I saw that. Yeah, he's he. Yeah. yeah, he's really talented. Super super nice he is. guy. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine, so. Super nice guy. Yeah, um, last one. Who's your, what would be your dream collab? Oh, dream collab. Um, it's, it's kind of difficult. I've I've made tunes with like so many different people that I never thought I would <coughs> like write music with. I, I love working with Flo, Face, because every time I come away from his studio, I just feel like I've leveled up so much. Yeah, um, he's uh, great. 
Yeah, I did a I did like three days in the studio in Noisia, um, which didn't really come to anything. Um, it was a bit of a block in terms of like they were on Cubase. I don't really know. I don't really like. I want to get involved, but I can't use Cubase, and it was just like I wasn't. Yeah, it just it just didn't work for whatever reason, um, mm. which is a bit of a shame. Um, I don't know. I've never been really like a big collab guy either. Um, dream collab. I'd really like to make a tune with. I would say vocalist wise. I would say like it's going to be a bit of a left one. Um, Jamakabi, who's uh, like a grime MC. I just love his voice. I just love the tone cool. of his voice. Yeah, or like Rico Dan or someone like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sh- showing my age a little bit as well. Uh, but I just love, <laughs> I just love those like that grime slash dance hall sort of flow. I just, yeah, it gets me really hyped. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound too. too uh, I think you can you can make that. In, yeah. In the foreseeable future, because there's 100%. more and more grime infused drum and bass out there nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I've done, I think I've done that too with Flowdown now, I've done Woman Novelist, but yeah, I'd definitely like to do one with like Jamakabi or Rico Dan or DWE, like they're not the most current of artists, but I think I'm reaching the stage in my career where I'm like, I'll just, there's still a couple of bucket list things I want to tick off. Um, So yeah, it's time to do those, I think. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, So yeah, thanks for the answers. Those were the quick fire questions. Um, before we dive into the tracks you have selected uh, for this podcast, I would like to ask you some other questions about yourself. Uh, so, um, yeah, you uh, you you went off the radar um, for a while during and after the pandemic. How did yeah. you experience that? Um, I kind of felt it was kind of natural. I mean, I, I did step away, but like nobody was gigging. Like I put out an EP just as lockdown hit in the UK. And then I was writing music and I didn't really feel that I'd gone away. It was it was more that I wasn't kind of showing people what I was doing, I suppose. Yeah. Which, just, which is supposed to like the fallacy of social media, isn't it? As long as you, people think that if you're not shouting it... You, you've, you're not doing it. You're not doing it. But I, I was doing it. Yeah. I, was still, I was still like... I was putting out regular... Like I did, was doing like video mixes where I was... Learn how to use a green screen and all that stuff and cut up loads of footage. And that took quite a long time to do. And I was putting things like that out to keep myself busy and write my album like uh, these things take time like these things course, that people yeah. create these things that people paint or like sculpt and just get pulled out of thin air so like I was working on stuff behind the scenes but it was kind of nice to not have to think about social media because Definitely. like social media during the pandemic was just bonkers it was just people shouting into thin air like there's a lot of crazy stuff going on so yeah it was nice to just step away to be honest yeah and all the time you don't put into social media, you can put into other stuff. Well, this I is mean, it. Like, there are only, like, a certain number of, like, hours in the week. And if you work part-time and you've got to write music and you've got, like, family, you've got a girlfriend, all of this eats away at that time. Yeah. And if, if what it is, if, if I, I want to write music. I want to write music. I like being in the studio. I like writing music. I don't really like making content but it's a necessity and of course. it eats into your writing music time. So it is what it is, yeah. unfortunately. Sadly, it's, an, it's a necessary evil in, in this time and age. Yeah, unfortunately yeah. it is. Um, I don't really see any sort of alternative, unfortunately, because mm. an alternative would mean everybody adopting it. But I don't think, I think people would, I don't know. I don't think they would. I think they're too comfortable with no. with what it is, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I don't think that word of mouth is as strong as it used to be. No. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think people have got... I think people are kind of lazy as well in, in a way of the way that they consume culture. It needs to be, like, literally put right in front of them with a huge cosign. Otherwise, they're not really interested. Um yeah getting people to give stuff a chance at the moment is, is, is really hard it's hard yeah and yeah. it all seems to go faster as well yeah people get less time to settle and and establish themselves as an artist they have to grow 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 and it takes away from the art i think oh I, I would agree definitely yeah definitely. um so yeah you recently re- released an album called low art yeah um could you describe the album to people that haven't heard it um, it's 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 kind of like the drum and bass album I should have written many many years ago because I, I didn't really ever write really write a drum and bass album. It was kind of I tried to do with my first one, Obsolete Medium. It was like this 
conceptual like mismatch like conceptual like mix of all of my influences all into one part and it didn't really sound like any one of them but it sounded like all of them at the same time which was quite hard to nail but at the same time I think I think sometimes people just want to listen to some drum and bass and you can try and yeah you can try and steer them to this like future utopia of like forward thinking music but I think a lot of time people just want to listen to some drum and bass um So that's that was the, kind of the approach that I did with this one. Um, I experimented with a lot more um, song structures than usual. I work collaborate with more vocalists than I usually do, um, just because it was something I hadn't really done, um, and because a lot of the songs that I was writing kind of lent to that. Like I always like to do new things in every track that I write, and being more musical was yeah really deliberate because I a lot of the stuff that I'd written recently was more sort of dance floor orientated and my album is but yeah I wanted it to be more I wanted it to be like listenable as well if yeah that makes sense yeah like a more of a listen album than a dance yeah. album so there's, there's both there's like there's there's listenable tracks there's dance floor stuff there's there's a bit of everything it, it, it's a good snapshot of my influences cross with drum and bass again but I think it's a, it's a bit more drum and bass focused than my previous one so yeah, people should check yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some great uh, tunes on there, and it's been doing really agree. well, and it's got some really great feedback from everyone. Um, so right. yeah, I've been kind of humbled that even though people thought I'd kind of quit, even though I hadn't, um, that yeah, people <laughs> people people were, people were really kind about it and receptive, and yeah, feedback's been yeah really humbling. Great, yeah, I really like it as well. I've listened to Thank it you. a few times already, so. Um, yeah, I've read um, in an interview that you did a while back that you um, are inspired by hardcore punk bands. Yeah. How do you turn punk into drum and bass? Um, I, do you know what? I, I was, I've, I've thought about this a lot. There's never really been anybody who has merged electronic music and rock in a way that I, I, I like. It's all been very like... I mean, I like pension do what they're doing, they're great at it, but it's not the kind of rock that I like. Um, yeah. Prodigy are really good at what they do. It's not the kind of rock that I like. Um, I can't. I couldn't actually see how it would work. Um, so, like, I mean, I've, I've, there's a lot of post-rock influences on my album. They're they're quite sort of obvious. But the heavier stuff, the hardcore stuff with the, the breakdowns and the, the tempo changes, I don't know how you would do it. It could mm, sound really hard. cool, or it could sound really shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I always, I always say that I like rock, I like drum and bass, I like electronic music, but nobody's really mixed it in a way that I like, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've been active in drum and bass for, for quite a while now. Yeah. Uh, how would you say that the scene has changed over the years? What's the most um, obvious thing that has changed for you? Um... The obvious thing, obviously, like the social media thing, has completely changed, mm-hmm. changed the landscape like completely. Um, yeah. More so than, than than the music, I would say. Like the music's not, the music still has the influence, and you can trace the threads from years ago. Nothing really too much has changed there. Um, the sort of the benchmark of what you need to be as like an artist to get on the the, the scene and touring mm. seems to be it's a lot lower in terms of like maybe like ability but I would say I, I would say that like people, probably people the things that people of my generation struggle with like creating attention online um, the new generation don't struggle with that at all and that's the main thing and they can go out and they can tour and they can do X, Y, Z um, yeah. you know, fair play to them yeah fair play to them but um, yeah I, I could uh, yeah it I, I, I can remember like to, to, for me to get my foot, first foot on the rung of the ladder it seemed to be like I had to have a lot of shit going on before that happened um, and that's kind of changed now I think but it's just it's the standard music industry thing isn't it if you get the attention you got the right tune at the right time then you, you will fly and that just seems to be yeah and that just seems to yeah. be the case but yeah I don't know yeah um, yeah I, I agree with that yeah. Um, so, about your label, Obsidian yes. Medium. What are your plans with the label? Can um, we uh, ex- 
expect more releases by other artists? Yeah, I mean, I've... Yeah, go ahead. I've taken a bit of a break from it the last couple of months because, to be honest, I've had just so so much on my plate that, like, working part of time, writing music, writing a label. Like, there's only, as I said, there's only so many time, and um, there's only so many hours in a week for you to work. Um, so it's kind of gone on the back burner. Um, and when I started the label, if I'm honest, I thought that finding music to release would be a lot easier than it is. It's quite difficult. Mm. Like, I can I can get I can get tunes off people, and I can put them out but getting the tunes that I want is really hard. And often also as well, like hearing an initial idea and then kind of steering that to the final sort of, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's been a bit of a hiatus, but there's going to be more music coming out, hopefully before the end of the year. I've got some good stuff signed, some good stuff in the pipeline. Going to be working with some people that I've already worked with. Um, really like Host, love what he's doing. Um, hopefully some more music from Marotti Cafe. And so then there's some other people that I'm, I'm talking to about music that hopefully be a remix package as well of my album. Um, right. Which is looking quite healthy. I'm waiting to hear some finals. I've had a couple back already and it sounded pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like, I can't give it my full attention because it's just a labor of love. Like it doesn't yeah. pay my rent, it's a hobby. But when there is time like, and, and uh, yeah, when there's time and there's music, it will come out. But yeah, I can't like. It... Yeah, I can't. Defi- I can't give like all my time to it because yeah, it, it's it's just one of those things that it's, it's not critical. It's just like it's just me. I don't have yeah. like anyone working for me. It's, yeah. yeah, that's why I wanted to ask is if it's yeah. only you that runs it. Yeah, it's okay. me. I I do I do everything. I do all the A I do all the art mm-hmm. what, all the artwork, all of the. Um, all of these like social media assets, all of that stuff, like I do it all, um, and it takes a lot of time. Yeah. And I haven't had a lot of time recently, so yeah, that's why there's been no music coming up. That's just the way it it's is. Fair like, yeah. it hap- it'll happen when it happens. It's the way it is. Yeah. Um, what is it that you look in, uh, look for in an artist when uh, for them to release on your label? Um, I I would say that like I don't really care who you are, where you are, how where you're from, like how many tunes you've got out. Like I will put your first tune out if it's the right tune. If you are yeah. doing something interesting, I'll put that out. So people mm-hmm. like I think I think as well like maybe people don't send me music because of I don't know of their perception of me as a producer. Um, but I I I spend like the majority of my time working with people who can barely use logic so I've heard it all before like I've heard people I've made bad stuff as well like, I've made rubbish music so like, yeah people people should just send me whatever they whatever they've got yeah and and it doesn't matter if you're like a known producer or a non-known producer I would rather hear a cool idea something really fresh yeah than something that I can get everywhere else if that makes sense yeah for sure so uh, to everyone listening that's a producer send your stuff to Rockwell yeah please demos at obsoletemedium.net demos at obsoletemedium.net I've got I've got email address set up already ready for you send it over get at it people come on it's work (laughs) so about releases you released a tune on 1985 music together with Skeptics yes Um, how did you meet Dom? um I hit him up for some tunes. I was playing some of his tunes, so I just hit him up on Instagram. Um, he'd, he'd also put out some music that I really liked on Guidance, who, um, which is a label that was run by my very good friend, Greg, who's in Ulterior Motive and who's now smashing it, now settled down. So I just hit him up. I was just like, got any tunes, I'll take some. And he sent me Bip, and I was like, that's cool, that's wicked. And that was one of the first things that I took for the label. I was like, that's an amazing tune. Um, and then I had like something that I was, I'd half done and half finished and I sent it over to him just like cool see what you can do and then he came back really quickly and it was done and I was just like wow and then I mixed it down and then before I knew it he'd like gone I sent it to Alex in 1985 and he wants it and I was like I wanted that for there my label I wanted yeah. it for my label but like <laughs> I mean for, for, for Tom like for, he's like an up and coming artist it's an infinitely better look for him than it comes out in 1985. So I was just like, do you know what, bro? It could come out in 1985. I don't mind. Let's do it. And it's been cool. Yeah, it's been one of the, the singles off the um, the compilation. Loads of people have been playing it. Every time I've been out, I've heard it. 
someone who's been, I don't know who, even who these people are and how they've got it. I haven't said it to them, but they're playing it. That's great. <laughs> Which That's is good. Need, right? It's what yeah. you need. Um, so yeah, it's gone really well and uh, hopefully it's first of money. Yeah, man, for sure. Big things ahead for Tom as well. Yeah, he's doing really well. Yeah, his his label's really cool. He's got a good partnership with um, SVB. Um, yeah. yeah, they're doing big things, big things. Love Definitely. that label. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, last question for this uh, cool. this these questions. So, what are your goals in and outside of drum and bass? Um, like at the moment, I don't have any. Like, probably like pre-pandemic, I was just like, I want to be like massive drum and bass DJ, and then probably got to like be a bigger drum and bass DJ than I ever thought I would be and now I'm just like I want to do what I want to do and I don't want to compromise and I get what I get and that's cool like and I can just really just do it because I enjoy it yeah you said you had a part-time job right um yeah I I I lecture um so like it's it's still music related I lecture music production Okay. At probably some of the best music schools in London. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy about that. And it, I, I didn't. I thought for the longest time, like especially during the pandemic, that like I'd spent ten years doing this thing that didn't really mean anything and wouldn't really lead me anywhere. And it has. And yeah, I'm really thankful for that. Great. Okay, for this podcast, uh, we have asked you to compile ten tracks that you have been influential and/or inspirational to you, or that you just really like. Um, we will show you, our listeners, a short snippet of each so you can get a feeling for what kind of track it is and then we will talk about each track for it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm, yeah, I, I, do you know what? I can't even remember really what I uh, I put in there. So uh, yeah, you're going to have to remind me. Yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll put down the names uh, for you. Uh, so the first tune that you, you sent us was uh, this tune called Olson by the Boards of Canada. Yeah, it's a lovely bit of ambient. Uh, lovely. Boards of Canada. Uh, it's one of my favorite artists as well. Um, I'm sure this art, this album has been very influential for many artists. Why did yeah. you pick this track? I think uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of tracks on the album. It's called like "Music Is the Right to Children" mm-hmm. um, that are really cold and sort of impersonal. Yeah. And then that plays in the album and it just draws you in and it like it feels like yeah. someone's putting a blanket around you. it's amazing it's so good it's one I of my favourite electronic tracks yeah it's yeah, only under 20 or something I know but it's just it's so perfect I've tried yeah. to like bootleg it so many times and it just sounds so shit so, <laughs> um, but yeah it's just it's just warmth and like it's it's it, it evokes emotions that are quite difficult to create when you make electronic music I think yeah and they're great they're masters at doing that and it did these these sort of um songs artists like them square pusher fx twin really influential um in my earlier work because that's all I was listening to that's all I listened to for uni um just like crazy crazy IDM I think they used to, they used to call it back in the 2000s oh yes for sure yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of fx as well yeah, he's he's a genius. Um, still is, yeah. Yeah, he's still doing his thing. Um, fair play to him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and it, yeah, it's just it's just an amazing track. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's not really much to say about it. It's just it's just a flawless piece of electronic music, isn't it? Really. Yeah, it's it's definitely sta- it, it stands out from the rest of the album for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, it's a shame it's so short. Would it be yeah. great if it were like at least twice as long? Yeah, but maybe if it was twice as long, we would like it half as much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so for the second tune, you've chosen What's My Code with the tune called Duplate and then the Total Science remix. It's a little yeah. bit like this. Um, yeah, What's My Code? It's a jungle egg with a very short life. They've only did, done uh, one or two releases, if I recall correctly. Um, it's a very recognisable tune, though. Um, yeah, it's huge tune. Huge yeah. tune. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's really respected to science. I mean, they're legends. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, what does this tune mean to you? Um, well, in my sort of, like, formative years of getting into drum and bass, like, years and years before I ever considered getting decks or going to a rave, I bought a pair of jeans in 
Worcester, which is a town in the UK. Um, and they said, oh, do you want, you get a free, t- you get a free CD with these jeans. And I was like, okay, what's, what, what CDs are there? And I was like really into my punk rock at the time. I, I liked a little bit of drum and bass, um, but I wasn't really heavily into my electronic music. And I'd scan the CDs they said that I could have for free. And the only one like, of artists that I recognised was this Groove Rider CD. And this was on there. And I remember hearing it and just being like, this is good. This is really good. I could listen to this a lot. Little, little did I know I'd be listening to it every, like, drum and bass every day for, like, the next 20 years. It's <laughs> ridiculous. But I, I remember hearing that tune especially and thinking, I really like the way it cuts from, like, the dub sample into the 808. Yeah. And then the drums come in and it really hits. Um, and that that was, like, one of the first drum and bass tunes that I heard and I was just like... Yeah, this genre. I need to. I need to know more about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting side note. I've had the the stems for this track on my computer for probably coming up to fourteen, fifteen years. It was, they were given to me by Total Science to remix. Uh-huh. And I've, still, I've not got the minerals to do it because it's a, such a great tune. I've, I've had a couple of stabs and I've like done some sketches and they've all just been a bit shit. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be one of these people that just does like a, I know I'm going to remix this old tune and put a big honking bass line. No. Um, it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, did they maybe know I'll this, do it. this tune was special to you? Yeah, they did, yeah. Hmm. And that... But, um, and I've, yeah, I've, ne- I've never been able to turn it around. I've still got them. I come across them every now and again when I'm tidying up my hard drives. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I've still got those. And then I play around with them and I'm just like, yeah, you shit, put, put, put them away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe one day I'll do them. But yeah, I've had them. I've, they, I think they sent them to me around the time that I did Full Circle. Um, but yeah, never had, the, never had the minerals to finish it. No, you're afraid to taint the, the beauty of the track. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think some 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 tracks shouldn't be remixed unless mm-hmm. the remix is really really good. And I've, I'm humble enough to say that the remixes that I sketched with those stems were not good enough. <laughs> not up to par yet. They were not up to par yet. <laughs> Hope yeah yet yet. <laughs> All right, yeah, fair. That's a good tune. Um, Sick tune. Yeah, I still listen to it every now and again. It comes by. Same. Sometimes it makes it still. I mean, people still play it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's classic. It's one of those tunes that it will never age. And still when people hear it and new people come into the scene and they hear it, it will just live on. It's just yeah. a classic. Stone yeah. Cold. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, so the next one, the tune by Military Gun, called Ain't No Flowers. Yeah. Ain't No Flowers! So yeah, it's, it's Bottom Rock, right? Released last year, if, if yeah. I recall correctly. It's quite yeah. good. I, I looked at the lyrics, it's quite poetic. It's a very short yeah. and, and intense song, but... Yeah, they're one of the bands that are really at the forefront of um, what's going on in hardcore at the moment, but doing it on like a bigger level, and they're kind of crossing over into sort of alt-rock. But I really like the energy of what they do. It's, it's, it sounds a lot like a lot of the DC hardcore from like the 80s and 90s that I'm really into. So things like Fugazi and like Rites of Spring and Embrace and bands like that. There's, there's, a, there's a clear thread to all of that, but it just sounds really, really modern and clean. Um, it's also recorded in like a studio what that... I, I, I get this thing with like rock where, because I think it must come from a drum and bass thing, background that I become obsessed with rock producers. So I will like a lot of albums that come out of the same studio because of the way that they sound. Um, I, I don't think a lot of other people that are into rock are like that, maybe. I think that's the electronic influence maybe rubbing off. Mm. So there's like, there's a producer called Kurt Ballou and I pretty much like anything that he makes. Um, and it's the same with this record. It's produced by a guy called Taylor Young and I like a, a lot all of the bands that he's in and I like a lot of the stuff that he produces. Um, but it's just raw and it's energetic and it... I don't know, maybe like post-pandemic it has like a nostalgic effect and takes me back to a more carefree time. Yeah. But um, yeah, I really, I, I love, I love their, all of Military Guns music. They just put out an album this year, which is solid, very, very solid. And they're going to do big things. So yeah, 
really into my hardcore. This is like, I wanted to put some hardcore in there, but I didn't want to put like three minutes of breakdowns and shouting and well, I love all that stuff too. But um, yeah, I wanted to put something maybe a little bit more on the accessible side of things. Yeah, fair. Um, I mean, yeah. if it's a, part, a big part of you and you should put it in, right? Yeah, hundred percent. It's like, it's not even the music that's, um, that um, inspires me. It's the way that the whole scene is very DIY. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, they all kind of, they all support each other and there's not really a lot of that in drama bass and I kind of wish it was a bit more like the hardcore scene in, in a way but yeah, yeah. I, I, I take the DIY ethos um, really to heart with everything I do with the label and all of that sort of stuff so yeah it's more than it, it influences me more than musically if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah I get you not fair um, so the next tune you, you send us is uh, this tune by Skeptical called Mechanism it goes a bit like this It's a minimal deep roller with that classic Skeppy sound. Yeah. Um, he's really mastered this type of drum and bass, I think. Yeah, well, um, he's the, it's, it's a perfect, perfect modern minimal drum and bass song. It's perfect, it's perfect. Like, it's got a groove, it's got a hook, um, it's got interesting sound design, it's well mixed. Would you say he's often, one of your inspirations within the genre? Yeah, 100%, 100%. Mm -hmm. He's, I mean, yeah, often imitated, never bettered, skeptical. Uh, exactly, yeah. Many people yeah. try to be like him. They can't do it though. Um, no. Yeah, so that that's the sign of a great producer. Mm -hmm. um, there's not really, yeah. Again, there's not really a lot to say about it. It's just everything in there deserves to be in there. It's well executed. It's well arranged. It's well mixed. Every element's yeah. got its place in the track. Exactly, yeah. and that's and that's one of the things that I and I've said this like I think on my Instagram. I struggle with. I'm I, especially in my, early in my career. I used to load my tracks with just bells and whistles that were just I don't know. They, they 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 kind of served a purpose, but this was this is like this is like proper cu curation of your sound design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's really like influential to me because I would like to produce like that, mm -hmm. but I can't because I'm mental. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I yeah I really look up to Ash, lovely guy, top yeah. producer, yeah. often imitated, never bettered. As with a few others in drum and bass, right? Yeah. Noisier, Alex Perez. Allergenics, I would say as well. Yeah, I would say Allergenics, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I must say, uh, the, the, whole, the whole release um, mechanism is a, is a yeah. solid EP. 100%. I yeah. remember when it came out. It's an excellent yeah. release, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's good because it, it's not, I think a lot of the time in drum and bass, unless you're doing something that shouts loud, mm -hmm. sometimes it can get lost. Yeah, and it was it's it's refreshing and it gives me hope that stuff like this still gets celebrated mm -hmm. because it, it it it's quite understated, but also very masterful in its execution. Yeah, I think it's quite uh, it, it shows off a lot of skill if you're able to say a lot with very little. Yeah, and he he does that. Yeah, much better than I I could ever, unfortunately. Unfortunately for me. <laughs> oh well, it's gonna be so right. I'll stick to my I'll stick to my two exactly. track songs yeah I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't say the same about your productions oh i don't know about that <laughs> don't undersell yourself mate <laughs> <I'm just done>. <laughs> <laughs> all right so the next one is one of your own tune called recognize of your new album yeah yeah who's the vocalist Focus. There's a vocalist, there's a girl called Valentina, um, who I sent a very early sketch to and she vocaled it um, and then didn't want to be named on the record because she, she, yeah, she's quite, she's quite a big artist. Uh -huh. um, it was just, it was one of those things where it was done as a bit of a favour. Yeah. Um, and I don't think she spent very long on it, but it came out really nicely. So I, and I wanted to, I wanted to use it and she was just like, yeah, just do it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this was one of the ones that, for me, like it's one of my favourite of the album. And it's when I listen back to it, I'm proud that I made it. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of new things in there for me. For someone who's been making music for like, as you say, quite a long time, there's still a lot of new things in there for me. There's like, there's the musical elements, the sending signals out through guitar pedals, which I wanted to do because it was I was listening to a lot of rock music. There's writing with vocalists. There's 
all of that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. it was it still it still made me feel refreshed to write even though i've been writing this music for so long so that's why i put it in there it's it's one of my favorites from the album and it yeah it refreshed me in terms of my production if that makes sense yeah yeah fully yeah, yeah. Would you say is uh, another favorite of yours of your album? Um, I really enjoyed the one with set, making the one with settle down because we did it in like twenty minutes. We just literally sat there and we were just playing around with some presets. And I was like, "Oh, look, look what happens when you do this in Serum." And it went, blah, 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 blah. He's like, "Oh, that's cool." And then he just like because he's the samples guy. He's got all the samples in the world. Mm-hmm. And he started putting out some samples and just put some samples of it. And I was like, "Yeah, that that works. It's sick." And then that was yeah, just just catching a vibe with your mate in 15 minutes it's just yeah it's priceless some tracks um, just write themselves right yeah and that was really it's not it's not the cleverest track it's not like it's it, it is what it is it's we play it out and it goes off but you couldn't listen to it on a monday morning um, but there are other tracks on the album for that so yeah it's the two sides of the coin really um <clears throat> those two i really like i like the one i did with la medusa as well because that was quite an it was um quite an ambitious project um it took a long it took a lot of work to get right it took a lot of work to get that that sound in as it did mm-hmm. um and yeah i'm yeah that those yeah those are the ones that i'm proud of yeah 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 i i, I must say I, I'm, i'm a bit biased i like all of them but yeah yeah it's good to have, have your favorite ones the ones that you're most proud of right yeah yeah um So the next one you sent us was this tune called Kitchen Lights by Westside Gun and Stove Got yeah. Gooks. It yeah. was a little bit like this. Hey yo, you ever had to watch your mom's get beat? Roaches crawling, crack pipe on the bathroom sink. Um, it's a fresh release, right? Yeah, this only came out a couple of weeks ago, and this is just re- this is just a, a illustrative of what I've been listening to in like the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I just love I love this record. It's just. It's just simple. Yeah. It's just a loop soul sample and someone just rapping in a very conversational way. I love my hip hop and I like this kind of rap. I like this kind of hip hop. Um, and he's just again, it's just he he knows what he does and he does it well, and no one else can do it better. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it, I it, mean, it, and it is what it is. It's a solid track. Um, yeah, and like you said, it's it's brought in a very conversational way. It's not really yeah like full on rap. No, uh, you wouldn't want to bump it in the club, but it'd be nice in the car. It's nice to listen to in the house. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a lot. Like I'm, I'm very much a, a music for environment. I listen to certain genres in certain environments and nowhere else. Yeah. Like I listen to hip hop in the house. I listen to like hardcore in the gym. I listen to drum and bass in the club. I'm very much like I go to these certain places for these things. Um, and yeah, when I'm in the house, I just yeah just listen to jazz and hip hop. And this at the moment is what is, is what's doing it for me. Yeah. So would you say you get a lot of inspiration out of this? Um, it does inspire me in terms of like taking a more simplistic approach to my craft, because this is yeah this is just I I, I love I've always loved sampling. I've just changed my discography that I've built completely from samples mm-hmm. that I've not and I've not synthesized anything and I've done it deliberately like that because I love sampling. Yeah. Um, yeah. This makes me want to get back into sampling. Yeah. Great. Well done, yeah, do it. I love sampling. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, everyone's on like a serum hype there still. And you, it's, yeah. <laughs> no, there's some, uh, there's some, it's an art. Finding good samples. Yeah. And then, it's very true. Flipping them. I mean, yeah. come on. There's not many it's people true. that can do that well. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um. So this next one, it's a tune by novelist and mum dance. Uh, it's got one sec. Let me kill him with flows. At the same time, let me chat about road. Bear man a pro can when they get dough. Most of the man them wreck the postcode, but I don't know why we like the postcode. It's a, it's a bit of grime, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, but it's not like it's not your archetypal 140 grime. It's like there's a lot of, it's like that's that. What, what would you call it? It's like deconstructed club yeah. influence there, which I've, I fucking love that stuff. Mm-hmm can't can't dance to it can't vibe to it but it's just like sounds through big reverbs and yeah. i just love it um so I, i love the instrumental i love i wouldn't put the instrumental with the vocalist but it really does work uh-huh. and that's why i like it because i wouldn't have done it but it works and i can't i can't connect i can't make that connection um 
But yeah, I love Novelist. He's so underrated. Yeah. Like, what is it? What is it that you like about him as an artist? He's got like I've I've been seeing see him live quite a few times over the last couple of years, and he's just got like the coldest opening lines. Like he'll play, he'll he'll like go into one of his tracks, and it will get straight wheel up from the first line because he's, <laughs> he's just got the coldest opening lines. He's got. I really like it with like UK MCs where they've got that, or UK rappers where they've got that UK sense of humour, or like, and they use certain sort of UK colloquialisms within their bars, and he does that a lot quite well. He's just got a great flow. Mm. Yeah, he's really brave with the beats he chooses as well, like the one that we've just listened to. Like he did an re- album recently, which is all like kind of G funk instrumentals, like where everybody, when everybody in London is making drill. Yeah, he's of on like his his album sounds like the West Coast of LA. It's amazing. Check it. You should. It's a really good album. Um, but yeah, he's just really brave and he's just out there doing his own thing. And I rate that highly. Rate what, that heart. Why did highly. you pick this track specifically? Um, that's one of my favourites from his. It's one of my favourites. Um, that came out on XL, which is a great label. It is, yeah. And I think um, I, I like the fact that that came out on the same label as Adele. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's it's just I could listen to that tune and that would ne- it would never get boring Mm-mm. because there'd be like a, like I don't know a punchline of his that I would just like really deep, or there'd be a bit of production or a sound in it that I would really like. Yeah, um, that I would n- not have concentrated on for. There's just so much there, even though it's quite sparse. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm banging into it. Yeah, I really it's one of my yeah that's one of my favourite tunes of his. But it's just a sick. Sick EP overall. And let's not forget the producer as well, Mum Dance. Mum Dance, yeah, he's producer. cold, cold producer. Cold producer. Yeah. Yeah. We, I was thinking about this the other day, like all of these cold producers, they're like, like Mum Dance, or like, and like there's some people from Spain as well that live in um, Japan, like called Sinjin Hawk and Sora Jones, mm-hmm. who like, I really rate. There's so many producers out there that are just not like top tier at the moment because of the way the industry is. Even that, and they're all the ones that are making all the sick tunes. It's yeah, I don't know. Things shit. shit is mad at the moment. I find it is. It really is like a yeah, a, a rat race basically. Yeah, it's like the barometers of what makes you pop in is not like your music's amazing. No, it's, it's basically who can shout TikTok, the loudest. Your TikTok is running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whoever, can, who's able, whoever is able to shout the loudest will get the most attention. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of phrasing it, actually. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Um, they're not looking at the things that they put out. It's basically just whoever's got the biggest mouth will get the yeah. biggest stage. <laughs> I d- yeah, I don't want to be like old man shakes fist at clouds and like, in a way, uh, and I, it, it's cool. I, I get it. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mate, I'm it's, 28. It's, yeah. I'm not that old yet. Yeah. So, and yeah, even yeah, I'm true. saying it, so. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Um, Make me feel better. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the next one you picked is uh, this tune called Dark Soldier, then the Back in the Day mix, a tune by Renegade. Yeah. yeah. It's a classic. That's another belter, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. love the way the break doesn't resolve itself. It's, it does, it's the way it's chopped. It doesn't, re- it's like not in time. Uh-huh. I love that. I love that. Um, what? And I just I, Do you have I any fucking love that break as well. Um, I, th- I I played a album launch with James Breakage um, way back when for Obsolete Medium, and he played this, and I was just like, "Wow, what is this?" And I didn't want to ask him what it was because it sounded old, and I was like, "I should know what this is," but I didn't know what it was. And then like there was some like radio. Uh, excerpt as well of like Dizzy Rascal spitting over this as well and it was like this tune is haunting me I need to know what it is um, and then I found out what it is and I just love the break I love the bass I love the, the I love the little jazzy trumpet sample um, there's loads of remixes of it and they're all tosh um, and this this is the one for me I love the, I love the break I use the break in user um, because I don't know anything you put under that break just sounds amazing yeah, I don't know why. It just works. It's got the shuffle and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's light. It's playful. It's energetic. You, you could put. You could literally just load it on your computer and just press some notes, and it sounds sick. Yeah. I don't know why. No idea why. It's a, it's a great tune, man. 
honestly. Yeah, yeah, one of my favourites. Um, again, it's like like the Total Science one. It's just it's just an absolute classic. It's yeah, an absolute classic. Can't touch it. Nope. Definitely. Many people have tried. <laughs> it's been remixed like twenty times. Um, but yeah, the best, the original's the best. It happens more often uh, with tunes in, in those times, right? Yeah. yeah many remixes. So. Many many remixes. Yeah. Okay. Um, next tune. Um, this tune called Body by Emma Ruth Rundle. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, she's a singer-songwriter from the US. Um, feels yeah. like a very personal track. Oh, it's the whole album. She's like, I, I got into her music when she wrote like writes like alt rock grunge sort of stuff. Yeah, and um, it's very guitar-led. She's got a band, and it's really, really nice, really cool, like kind of nice to chill and listen to. And then she kind of did like a solo album where it's just her and a piano, and. The whole thing is just like full of grief, and it's a heavy, it's a heavy salad albums, and like even though it's just her and the piano, piano is so heavy, um, but it just really, it wrecks me every time I listen to it. It just makes me so like, like boiling my eyes out, <laughs> and it's just a so powerful that you can you can do that to someone that you've never met. Yeah. I find. But I, I like I like that from art. I like that from film. I like that from music. I like that it makes me cry mm -hmm. sometimes. And this album makes me bawl like a, yeah, a young child. It's just so it's just so like beautiful, and it feels like to someone like telling them, telling you all their pain just to you. And you don't you don't get that from electronic music. You can only get from this sort of stuff, mm -hmm. and I'm banging to my depressive music. So yeah. yeah, had to get one of those in there. It's uh, yeah, I, it's hard to find in drum and bass. I tried to like shoehorn it in a little bit in the album. Like there's the little excerpts of like some post rocky stuff, and this is like a big influence for me on that. But yeah, you, you don't people don't want to you don't want to cry in the club. It's not a good look. I, <laughs> <no>. Sometimes maybe, <laughs> but generally it's just sad. there to be off your knot and. Yeah, have brave, a good time, yeah, yeah. Sad boys not not allowed in the club. Uh, no, not too often at yeah. least. <laughs> um, yeah, that brings us to the last tune of the the tunes you sent us. I didn't want to I didn't want to end on that one, so I put one. I, yeah, I, I I tweaked the, the uh, list. Yeah, I tweaked the list a little bit. It's one of your own again, and I think it's uh, yeah one of your biggest ones, right? It's called Detroit. Ten years ago already, man. Oh, I know, man. It feels like <laughs> it, it feels like yesterday, and it doesn't feel like yesterday at the same time. Yeah, um, that really flies. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool tune. I really like it. I remember the first time I played it, and everyone went mad, and I was just like, okay, um, this one looks like it's gonna, might do something. Uh huh. And um, it did. It did, and then it was at a time when. I moved on to like a different agency that was quite big. I moved from like the sort of like boutique agency and I went on to the, the big drum and bass agency. Which one? Um, it, I, I can't remember. I think it was like, it, at the time it was like William Morris. Right, okay. Which is like one of, one of the biggest agencies in the world for, yeah. for whatever you want to do, be it film or TV or like, what artistic representation is, yeah, one of the biggest. Um, and it like, it got, it went like, I'd, I didn't really write it to be a big tune. And I think that's often the way with tunes like that. And it kind of took on a life of its own. And suddenly like Zane Lowe's playing it and like going mad <laughs> about it on radio. Not, not just like playing it and going like, this is great. Like going mad about it. And I'm sat there listening to it like, what is happening? Like, what is going on? Because I'm not, I'm like, I don't know. I didn't want to be, it's not like I didn't want to be like a massive DJ, but like, I'm not like a very outgoing person. Uh -huh. And I felt like this, okay, this is going somewhere now where this could get a bit fucking scary. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of, 
it also made me feel like at that, that time that I could do anything in the studio, which kind of was a good thing and kind of was a bad thing. Because mm-hmm. like it made me experiment loads, but it also meant that it made me experiment loads and go off in some mad tangent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I listened back to it and I still play it every now and again now and it still it still goes off. It it's still a hard tune. It's I haven't played it in a while. I, people, are, I swear, like Noisy were still playing it until they stopped DJing. Like. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah it, it was a big tune. Loads it's, of people playing it in, in drum and bass and outside of drum and bass. It's got everything, man. Yeah. The arrangement, I think, is my favourite thing about it. Mm-hmm. The way it kind of... the like the, the synths come back in or like those like ch- chunky basses come back in and then it's backspin and it goes back into the 808 I think that that really nailed it yeah um yeah but again like I, I yeah I, I listen back to it I'm like how the fuck did you make that <laughs> <laughs> well you did but again it it took me it took me years like yeah. I had that on my computer for two years I started it and I could never get it right um and then, like my girl, my girlfriend at the time, I still like I was still like playing around with it, and it was nearly there. And I was like, I've got this tune, I don't know what it needs. And she was just like, You need something that goes on top of it. And I was like, Okay, I'll try it. And I put that on top of it, and it, yeah, she was right, it worked. It just fit in, and it just made it just picked up the energy and just made it really move along. Yeah, I mean, honestly, all these tunes you've uh, sent us are top tier, man. Would, would you say it's hard, what, what, would you say it was hard for you to compile this list? I mean, then I'm sure that there are a million more tracks that you've couldn't, couldn't yeah. chosen for this list. Um, yeah, it's kind of difficult. Like, I've got I've got weird taste in music. I like to be I like to be shocked with music. Well, I like to be shocked. I don't want to listen to something that like, even if it's just someone just going mad and playing like guitar like really fucking hard and screaming at me. Like, I love that stuff. I like going to those kind of gigs because it's like those environments are really unpredictable. Yeah. Um, and I, f- I kind of felt that when I first started going out to drum and bass, like that this okay, I'm going now into an unpredictable environment, and they're playing this music, mm-hmm. and that kind of went from drum and bass. And now I go to these places and it's fucking unpredictable, and people are like grabbing stuff on stage and throwing it into the crowd, and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're not if you haven't got your wits about you, you could get smacked in the face. Mm-hmm. Like it's. I find that sort of stuff quite, quite interesting and quite invigorating. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't want to put a lot of that in the in the list. I don't think. Um, I mean, so there's a little bit of that in there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, I think this was quite an eclectic selection, and, and I think it really reflects yeah. you as a as a person mm. and DJ slash producer. So. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for sharing, man. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Like, I, I love talking about music. Yeah, I man. do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, uh, there's lots more time to do that. So, yeah. um, but but for this uh, this podcast, we're uh, teetering closer to the edge, uh, to the to the end of the podcast. And for each guest, we have the same question to wrap things up. So, um, envision this: you get the chance to make one final album. Um, for this, you can invite everyone you would like to have on. These people can be both dead or alive. Um, think idols, pupils, vocalists, drummers, um, guitarists, etc. Who would you invite and why? And um, lastly, what would you name this supergroup? Um, it was something that kind of got discussed a long time ago. Um, I think around the time like Magnetic Man did. Um, or like Scream, Banger and Artwork did their Magnetic Man thing. Um, I think, I don't know how advanced the talks went, but we were thinking about doing it, but like me, Alex, Spectre, someone, Icicle doing like a kind of super group thing. Um, it was a long time ago. I don't know if I just thought it or like we actually discussed it mm-hmm. even, but like it was like, I think that we did discuss it very briefly. I don't know why we didn't do it. Um, I think we were just too wrapped up in doing what we were, we were doing. Um, but I, yeah, I think, I would like to do something like that maybe because like, we were also like such good friends we all live real close to each other and that was a really cool time in music I think um, yeah so just on like a personal one I think that would be like if it's going to be a last album a decent like sort of bookend to things um, yeah would, I think so it will be a drum and bass super group yeah a little drum and bass super group yeah I think um, each of us are like different enough but 
like we knew each other well enough where we could kind of bring our own I don't know our own take on drum and bass and kind of make it work together like I've I've written tunes like with all of those boys even like with the ones that we did for like Where the Warrior where it was just me sat on Alex's bed while he made the tune and Dave cut up an acapella and it just happened in like 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and we weren't even like really paying attention and suddenly we got a tune and like I just think some of those collaborations were really cool where they came together so yeah and if you, if you were Make to a whole album of them, if you were to invite um, any other artists like vocalists uh, for this supergroup, who would vocalists. you who would you involve? Um, I really like Lamadou's, or I like what she's doing. I like her vibe, um, so she would definitely get an invite. SP would definitely get an invite because if we didn't invite him, he'd probably take it take it personal. Um, I think so too. <laughs> um, Mant Master definitely get an invite as well. Um, even though like we lived with that guy for years he never like we never did that I think we did like we did a tune with me and Alex and him but we never finished it and it got like ripped on radio once and everyone pestered (laughs) us about it but but yeah he would definitely get an invite and we'd actually make him finish a tune Mm -hmm. who else Um, like um, uh, like instrumentalists maybe to sample Instrumentalists, or just, I'll, I'll maybe not like instrumentalist sample, but just like if we if it, if we're having like a fantasy lineup, yeah, we just exactly. say like copyright. Copyright didn't exist. Exactly, just like anyone you want months. to have, on, you can have on. That or like, we'll, yeah, we don't. They don't need to come through. We, we've just got access to your entire discography, and we'll just rip the shit out of it. Uh-huh. Um, and that will be that will be fine, and we're not going to get sued. Of course not. Um, uh, so that that yeah, that will be the collab, I think. But yeah, I fe- yeah. Uh, that, I think yeah, we ch- it was something that was maybe mentioned in passing many years ago that we should do, never came to fruition. Probably would have killed each other if we'd done it, or like fallen out or something. But, um, but yeah. What would you name? Yeah, what, that, what would you name the group? Oh God, no idea. I'm terrible at this sort of thing. I'm, I'm called Rockwell. Can, can you not tell? <laughs> never been good at thinking of names for groups I could think of names for projects but not like artist names yes yeah three, I don't know we drum yeah, we'll let, that's the name we'll let Alex choose we'll let Alex choose <laughs> <laughs> alright um, so <laughs> lastly tell us do you have anything you'd like to plug to our listeners um, this could be anything you have got going on at the moment um, where, where can you listen our listeners find you what do you have coming up Patreon socials anything um, yeah the floor is yours man Okay, um, check me out my socials. Everything is just Tom underscore, Tom underscore Rockwell. Um, check out my album Low Out, which came out this year on my label Obsolete Medium. Um, and check out Leng with Skeptics, which came out recently on 1985. Um, what else? I'm gigging around. Come see me play. Um, yeah, keep your eyes open for new releases on the label and new music from me coming very shortly. Cool. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, Tom. Um, my pleasure thank you so much yeah it's been a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you better um, personally you. I'm looking forward to uh, to meeting you in person next week at Tribe yes um, yes we're going to do it yeah here you'll be playing together with Technomatic and Subnorfix it's going to be sick my, yeah. Um, yeah very happy yeah so this has been the Curated by Podcast number 14 already uh, my name is Martin and uh, yeah we'll see you in the next episode peace <laughs> that's it yeah you're tuned in to the Curated by Podcast 